Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. The question on our minds here is, I guess, can we close green for the week? It was looking okay up until this morning. We'll talk about that and, again, just how to approach volatility in these markets. We do have a jobs number that's going to be uh, really important this morning. It may be the last uh, – good piece of economic news potentially for for a while here so we'll, we'll, we'll be watching that at 8 30 here we have uh some individual uh, movers on our radar but it's mostly going to be just about the continued volatility in this market jamie diamond is of course uh uh we wish him the best uh he had emergency surgery so we wish him the best this morning uh joel what's the word here overnight uh, down, down 89 handles, 29.27. A uh, little pop off that 6 p.m. open, took out that double bottom at 29.75-ish. And uh, here we are, folks, 29.15 at your pre-market low. Spencer mentioned a good number. Monday's close, 29.42. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that. Uh, the low for f- Monday, we got to talk about Monday's low at 28.89 and a quarter. And then below that, I'm not even going to give you a number underneath that. Uh, the low of the move, last Friday's low, 28.53 and a quarter. And I don't want to look under that right now. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Crude uh, in the red by $2.43 uh, at 43.57. Gold, I'm finally up on my gold trade. Bought that at the top. At least it's making a new top. Up $20 at 16.88 even. Silver in the green by 8.7 cents at 17.48. Bitcoin flat on the session, 9,195. Triple D, my question for you is, are you canceling your penny bids in the market? <laughs> get those stub quotes out of there. They might get executed. No, I'll stay out there at a penny. Okay. I'll keep my penny, penny bids out there. All it's right. ugly, man. It's ugly. Uh, uh, don't forget to turn your clock back on uh, this weekend. Spring. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that this weekend? Yes, it is. Already? Yep. yep. Actually, it goes forward. Spring Joel, forward. You'd, yep. be, you'd be two hours out if we were following you. Yeah, spring forward, fall back. Yeah, you got things. Spring right. forward, fall back. So we lose an hour of sleep. That's and okay, that, though. I actually yeah. don't mind that because it means my kids get up an hour uh, later. Because and, when uh, it goes, the fall messes us up because they think they're, they don't respect daylight savings time. So when you turn back the clock, um, they actually, I say, no, it's six o'clock. They say, no, it's seven o'clock and I'm getting up. So I actually, when you have kids, you actually like that the clocks go forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, it uh, So. So what do you want to talk we, about? What do you want to talk about? I mean, what do you, where do we want to start here? <laughs> 
Let's start with the overall market. I, I, mean, I mean, it's Friday. I, I, it's Friday. Should so. we just not talk markets today? Not Should we just lighten up the mood and just like, let's talk sports? Well, my team lost last night. Oilers lost last night, so that's not good news. What do you want to talk? I mean, I, I think we Let's should... forget about the markets for one minute. For one, one minute of sanity here because uh, I, I'm going insane with these markets all the time. So give me one minute of sanity. Talk about something non-market related. Uh, okay. Throw you under the all bus. Right. All right. Then I will mention that uh, everyone get May 15th on your calendars uh, because that is the, that's the confirmed date uh, for the Benzinga Trading Summit, the next one. So we, we last had a, trade, a trading summit in November. Uh, May 15th is our upcoming trading summit. Uh, again, in New York City, you can go to BenzingaEvents.com uh, to learn more about that. And that's what we just talked about for a minute. So nice little plug for Benzinga Events. There we go. Nice. What are your uh, – okay, let's bring it back to the markets. I continue to sell stock. Like I said, I sold more stock yesterday again. I bought that Teladoc. It's the only stock that I did buy, TDOC. We talked about it on the show. I forget who was that gave us that stock that wanted a mention of it. And then I looked and I was like, this is a nice setup because this could actually be the coronavirus play. I liked the setup. I bought it yesterday. I was a little late to the party. I got in at 126. It's 137 here this morning. So it's looking like a good buy. I mean, Zoom and Teladoc. Um, Zoom, we, we talked about these in the show and they were both, we even set up trades for you saying, you know, I'd stop out if I was long below the 97 on the zoom and the TDOC, I gave you the stop out right below the recent low, that 119. So both of these stocks, I didn't buy the zoom, but I did buy the teledoc. Both of these stocks are looking good in this uh, coronavirus environment here. What are your thoughts here on these two stocks? Technically, Joel, let's start with good news. Cause these are two of the only stocks besides gold stocks that are straight higher. Uh, boom, boom. Well, uh, let's see. We are trade. Let me uh, adjust to my pre-market chart. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's hard to. Ha- I, are you are you talking swings on these, Dennis? Or are you talking yeah, swing trades? Swing trades. Yeah. Uh, well, you certainly got the momentum going in your direction. Uh, let me go to the pre-market chart. I'll just give you some levels. I have two swings on right now. It is Long Lake and is Long Teladoc. Those are my only two swing trades on right now well besides the puts that i own but those are my only two bull sw- bullish swing trades let's say even what though they're kind of bearish trades in disguise because they seem to go up when the market goes down uh i like 130 here you want to see some continuation through 130 yesterday's high 129.83 your pre-market Wait, is this, high what is this now costco or teledoc okay Teledoc. I don't know why that's all doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there, you have some confluence in the levels from the pre-market trading and from yesterday's trading. I'm not. It's a. Uh, it's a Nasdaq stock here. So someone's targeting 130 here. So I think from a swing trade perspective, I'd like to see it. You know, follow through 130. Boom. Get above uh, 130. Greener skies ahead. I have a feeling if it doesn't get to that 130 early, it's at 137 now. 137. Zoom. No. Holy. Okay. Let's. Teladoc. We're talking ZM. We're talking. Oh. We're talking two different stocks, and they're okay. both close to That's price. So I'm confused. confused. Sorry. Okay. Zoom. Costco is never mentioned. So let's Zoom. start over here. Okay. We start over. It was some levels on Zoom. 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 Obviously. So just to recap, got hit on the earnings yesterday on the show. I'm like, this is the coronavirus play. The pride buyback. They did not even hesitate. They bought it back so fast. Um. And Kramer pumped it on CNBC too, which didn't hurt. Uh, saying that they were talking, you know, they were on the conference call that he didn't want to say they were killing it because of the virus, but he said they were they're killing it Zoom. 
is what Kramer said. And that started really the rally when it was at 108 on CNBC at nine o'clock. And it just kept continuing on all the way up. Gets up to kiss that 130 level here. Like Joel's saying, gets above 130, it's wide open because that's all time highs. Right. So there, we're done with that. We're done. We're done talking about Go Teladoc, TDOC, because I'm long this stock as a swing trade right now, only because of the coronavirus play. So valuation, I know is extreme. I'm not saying stick this in your long-term portfolio and forget about it, but just like uh, LAKE was earlier, I think there's going to be a lot of people thinking, I kind of like the idea of getting my doctor over the internet, not going into a dirty doctor's office. Uh, you That's a logic trade. Okay, logic logic rules here. And uh, technicals a bit too, because I didn't mind the technical setup. It was, like, yep. it was like all the ducks were in a row on that one. We had technicals, got some logic, got some fear. I'm up 10 points on it and 7% on it in one day. A lot of times I would ring the register on something like that, but because this market's crazy and this is a stock I think could get some flows, I think we challenge the highs. Uh, today or? Today. today. I think we challenge 148 today. Okay. Well, I'm talking my book, but I think we challenge 148 today. Okay. Um, I think you got to get through yesterday's high first at 138.07. Sure. 136.49. So there. If you get to that level, then things really open up to that 145, 148. I just think, though, that since you had that precipitous fall from 148 to 119.37, you might see some offers out there ahead of it, you know, because you've had a, a, a steep decline after a big run up. Some people have been caught in, the, you know, in this or whatever. So I don't think I'm not up for making any kind of bets today, but I don't th I think that's a little. You think little... people are caught in this? There's some people caught long that bought it on a couple days. They bought it on the 148. Yes. So yeah. I just didn't think very long. I think this is just a coronavirus stock, and I think people are just like, oh, ah, what can I, what can I, where's the coronavirus? Oh, this is a coronavirus stock. I think that's the way the market is thinking right now. Sure. I think it could see panic buying and something like this, which is absolutely stupid, but that's what this market is right now. It's, crazy it's headline driven um that's why i bought the thing yesterday was just because this is a stock that could actually get media attention if it starts going up they'll start talking about it on cnbc and saying hey look you know tell a doc doctor and everybody thinks hey that's a good idea so that's why i'm on it i say medium over i not not even medium i'd say like on a scale of zero to 100 i'd put the oversupply factor at like 20 percent just because of what happened the last couple, you know. I think up near those highs, you got some resistance. On one All right, let's, well, why not? What the hell? I mean, you know, we could do, but you'd want a lot of odds on this. So we did. I'm already long it. So yeah. I don't need I to make a bet on it. My cash is in it. I don't think. <laughs> I'm playing with real money in this guy. Let's but, move on to the overall market. We continue to leak here. We're now down, what is it, another thousand points in the Dow? Back to back thousand point Dow days going on here? Yes, sir. Were we down a thousand yesterday? Or we didn't quite get the thousand. I don't follow the Dow. I only follow yeah, the SPs. Yeah, I don't. None of us follow the Dow, so we don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, it was ugly. So much it continues to be yeah. ugly. Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've said everything on this show. We have warned on this show for a month. Everybody thought I was crazy. I started thinking I was crazy when we started rallying mid-February. I was like, I think, I guess I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. It, it, the market punished even the people who were right on this call by rallying the market for two and three weeks before it. 
just to shake people out of their shorts. I had some long-term puts. It's the only reason I actually able, able to hold on because they were long enough. Like I said, some of them expired worthless. But it's amazing how this market, you know, held up for as long as it did. I mean, it was amazing. And we got to talk the airline stocks. It was amazing that these airline stocks held up as long as they did. It was amazing that these cruise lines held up as long as they did. Nobody, nobody was reading it. I mean, it was unbelievable when you think about it. Like NCLH was $53, $55 a month ago. And everybody's thinking it's just going to be okay. And CCL, which had the cruise line at this time quarantined, was trading up there at $50 or at $44, $43. And everybody's just saying, yeah, it's going to be okay. You know what? These things are really beat up and this is ground zero. And like I was saying yesterday on the show, don't kid yourself. There's lawsuits coming at these companies now too, going to be coming eventually for people dying on these ships. They are far from out of the woods. Even if we get rid of coronavirus today, there's class action suits coming at Carnival. I'm going to call it right now. You know, there's people that died and the way they handled it wasn't well. Do I want to be long a stock like that? I said it yesterday was $32, 27 now. I don't want to be long these stocks. I don't know where the bottom is. They are going to have a wicked bounce. I mean, they're oversold, way oversold. Some stuff is way oversold. So some of these things are going to have wicked bounces here eventually, but I think those bounces are going to be to be sold. Airlines too. I mean, you're talking about UAL. You put this in perspective. You're talking about giving up three years of gains in a month. They're way oversold, but there's nobody flying. So what does that mean? I mean, we've never seen that before. Like air traffic is down so much. They're trying to, whatever they can do, these airplanes are going empty. They're cutting 20% of their flights. I, I've never, I don't know. We have no, there's, there's nothing to like come in here and say, okay, this is the bottom. We don't, we don't have anything to look back on in history to say when, okay, the last right. time UAL got rid of 20% of their flights and half of them were flying empty, what happened to the stock? Has right. that ever happened? And that's the scary thing is that there really isn't a precedent. We have a precedent for almost everything. There's a precedent. And we don't for, for this. There's a precedent for a near near economic collapse, but there's no precedent for a widespread contagion in the U.S. So that's the scary thing. I mean, SARS and people keep comparing this to the normal flu. And I saw it again last night on my Twitter. I see why does the market down so much? It's got to be a buying opportunity because this is just the flu. Say it again. We'll say it again. Here's the ugly math for you. If you think this is spreading and it's spreading, um, and all of us, you know, if those Harvard analysis come up and 40 to 50% of eventually people get this or heaven forbid, even more people get this and the death rates 3%, then quickly do the math and say, you can see between five and 10 million people in the U S die from this. That that's much more than the 60,000 people that died from the seasonal flu last year. When you do the ugly math on this, when it's got the death rate 30 times higher than the normal seasonal flu. That's what the market is selling off for. So don't tell me that the market is unjustified here. We've been calling it on this show because the numbers never made sense that the market was holding up as well as it was. Maybe the death rate's going to end up being only 1%. That's still 10 times worse than the seasonal flu, which is 0.1%. It's not 1%. People are saying, oh, the flu kills 1%. No, go to your CDC website and do the math. It's 0.1%. So if it's 1% on COVID, it means it's 10 times more deadly than the normal flu. If it's a 3.4 that the World Health Organization, some pretty smart people at the World Health Organization are saying it is right now, that's 30 times more deadly than the normal flu. There is justification for the sell-off. I'm not saying it's going to kill everyone, but if it killed 1% to 2%, it would be an epic disaster and the markets would be significantly lower. So we got to hope, one, it gets contained, two, the death rate is not as high. I'm hoping the death rate's going to be under 1%. Like they said, there's cases, people walking around with it. 
which is affecting the math. But at the same time, there could be people dying with this that are getting diagnosed as dying with the seasonal flu and they were dying with COVID. So there's a lot of unknowns here. Market doesn't like unknowns. It's why we're down 2,000 points in 24 hours. And uh, the news uh, this morning about some people that were on uh, the cruise ship awaiting test results um, is not a, a good feeling. Um, I believe I saw a thousand people are awaiting test results. Well, there, did you see that nurse? Did you see, and let's call out the CDC right now. Did you see that nurse video? I tweeted it out. I retweeted if you go to my Twitter timeline, Triple D Trader. But she she's been, was treating a patient and I, I don't know where she's from, but she was treating a COVID patient. She is now sick. She has COVID symptoms. She's awaiting a test, and the CDC re first refused to test her, refused to test her. The, the nurse that is treating the COVID patient now has COVID symptoms, and they're refusing to test her because at first they told her that she wasn't wearing her mask correctly, and if she was, she wouldn't have COVID. Yeah, yeah. Is that a reason to not test somebody? What is going on? CDC, get your act together. Test these people. It's not just about her health. It's about our health. Start testing people. Yeah, I, I, and I, think, I, I think that's that's sort of what's weighing on uh, everything here is it, all the numbers. Incompetence is weighing uh, on it all, Spencer. Right, but but all the numbers like could be way off. We we don't know because we you know we don't have the ability to test as many people as we would it, love. It's a joke. So we, we, this has been going on for two months. What was the CDC doing? What were they doing? Just watching and twiddling their thumbs, thinking it's not going to come here. And they don't, don't have the tests. Get the tests. So Test. Everybody should get tested. Companies that do have the tests uh, have both been dropped in the, in the chat today. Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp. Um, so maybe we can uh, pull those up here, but yeah, it's a, uh, you have to wonder what, what they were doing for two months there. I'm not, not quite sure myself. But. It's nuts. Like, it's nuts. You know, and you think about you know, everything that we talk about on this show. And I have no idea if these are the people that are going to protect. And it's not just the CDC. Canada's dropped the ball on this, too. It's North America altogether. Canada's not testing anybody either. And, and then did you see the, the, with the person that came back from uh, Italy? From, yes, from, right yes. from she yeah. comes back and they don't even like question her. They don't even say, you know, where you were or anything. The reporter that comes back from right. Epicenter, right. they let her come right into the country. Just come yeah. right in. Welcome. Yep. So, you know, we are banning China. China's not even the problem now. China is not the problem now. The problem is everywhere. It's everywhere. And th this is scary. Now, I, like I said, the markets are going to rally. The markets are going to go down. We're going to keep seeing whipsaws. But every time we rally 1,000 points, I sell more stocks. And that's why until we see a vaccine coming and we start seeing the caseloads, and we're going to see them go a lot higher once they start testing. But that's the news flow here is just potentially so negative. The only way out is really the vaccine. That's like the positivity because the Fed cuts 50 basis points. And they didn't care. Fed's going to do another emergency cut probably. We'll rally a little bit on it. And, but this isn't a financial problem. This is a health problem. We need more testing. We need to get the vaccine cooking. And once they get the vaccine, you know, and there's hopes of that, that's what's going to bring the markets back up. But we're a long ways away from there. So it's very, very scary situation, not only for investors, but for the people. You got to get the tests. Joel? <laughs> okay, Joel, Joel has nothing to add to that. Uh, we, Do we, you we, think it's right, Joel? That the no, CDC... no, no, no. We, we're totally... 
They dropped the ball. Why are we unprepared, though? I don't, that's a, what the question. I don't understand it. I cannot fathom. Do you, do you want to know? Why? Because we've been cutting our health care budget and our health care allocation. That's definitely part of it. That's uh, scary, too. That's a scary part of thought. It. Yeah, it's, I mean, let's call, let's call an ace, you know, an ace and ace here, right. a spade a spade. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been, you have no way to foresee this kind of event here, but right, but well, you have uh, no a, one working in the government a, working on things a, like this. A number of high-ranking uh, officials were let go a couple years ago, and their jobs were not filled, and so you have uh, the chain of command uh, a little sparse at the moment uh, for for this That's sort. Scary of, too, which, is, which has definitely been. A, you you can say it, it has not been a contributing factor. So, it, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I the only the only thing you can hope for is. We said that it's just we got to hope for just more tests and then see where that gets us. That's like, all. We could have did it so differently. Like, they got the Comic Con going on in Seattle right now. That there's a hundred thousand people going there. Why are they doing that? This is like and and Scott Gottlieb, fantastic you know analysis he gives on CNBC every single night. If you're not following, you should be following him. And what you know he's worried about this Seattle thing that's happening. Is it this weekend the Comic Con? Is it this weekend in Seattle? I don't know, uh, but wasn't it? I thought I read it was canceled. No, it wasn't. Did canceled. they cancel it? Because they weren't canceling it yesterday. Because Scott Gottlieb was saying they should be canceling it. Did they get it canceled here overnight? Mm, I guess not. But they're offering. I hope they did. I mean, that's what Scott Gottlieb was pushing through. But you're uh, not going to. He sent a hundred thousand people from around America to the epicenter, and then they all leave. Well, they're that's all scary yeah, too. Yeah. So it hasn't been canceled, but I it hasn't all, been canceled. No. It should be canceled. Just reschedule it. What's a big deal? Reschedule. I know people's flights and stuff. Maybe we can. Well, I, I, I just. Why are you going to have a conference like that's like think of envision and, and Scott Gottlieb is saying Seattle right now is kind of like our Wuhan. I was reading last night a person from Seattle and they were saying that it's really ugly there that the grocery stores are bare. I'm not sure. I'm not in Seattle, but this was a person on Twitter was saying that don't believe what you're seeing in the media it is ugly here. People are scared to go out of their house, and there's actually like a you know, the grocery store's shelves are empty. I mean, that's a scary thought. I don't know if any of that is true, but that was somebody from Seattle was tweeting that. So we hope that's not true. But again, if you're in Seattle right now and they got all these cases happening, you'd probably be scared. I wouldn't want, I'm I'm scared and I'm on the other side of the world. I'm in another country. Uh, I just found out that Scott Gallib is from my hometown. So I'm going to send him an email today. There you go. We got to get him on the show. And there's my, there's my end. We're from the same town. And I'll ask him if he wants to come on the show next week. Um, let's get to some. I, I know it's hard, but I, I, I do want to get to some stocks. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's I, go. I, I've been writing down as many uh, as have come into the chat. So let's do it. So let's just start with uh, DGX and LH here, uh, Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp, because uh, they are both related to this issue of testing. And both stocks doing very well again these are short-term coronavirus plays so obviously dgx trading up here again this morning anything that says coronavirus right now is going higher i mean nnvc we've talked about this one on the show before there was some small caps penny stock letter that i released you know i must have released a buy rating on it or something saying about their you know potential drug or whatever it is and the thing rips 50 percent. i mean it wasn't even a press release from the company you guys confirmed that benzinga confirmed that last night so it's anything that's got that COVID or coronavirus thing. They say that it just gets immediately, you know, it's that stuff's hot. This is 20, uh, what is it? 17, 2017 blockchain, Bitcoin all over again, right? 
anything anything that says Any, yeah you write your news filter and anything that says anything to do with covid anything to do with coronavirus those stocks rip yep don't uh you know not necessarily having to be uh long them but uh you know nessa don't be short them and no, that's um that's just you know it's hard to these plays you never know what news the news got us into this, and the news is going to take us out of this. It is. If and when. So it is. And don't kid, this isn't the end of the world. I mean, you, you put it know. in perspective. If it, you know, in a worst case scenario, like in a very worst case scenario, that it really spreads, you're probably talking, you could be talking as many as 5 million people. It means a lot of people live in the US. And, you know, but again, and what does that mean? You know, with well, the fear that we're going to go through here in the next little while as it does continue to spread, is what is going to continue to drive the market. The, dri the market driver is being driven on fear. And I just don't see the fear going away tomorrow. So that's why, you know, I think there's going to eventually the restaurants. You know, you look at restaurant stocks, they're getting whacked right now. And why? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, people are going to go out to eat less right now because they're scared. And that's this market right now. This market's being driven on fear until we can see a reason for that fear to go away, it's hard to come in here and say this is the bottom. I think we're going to retest the lows. I hope they hold. You know, we haven't even retested the low, 285. You know, we've held up fairly well in the overall market. You know, obviously airlines, casinos, all that have been killed. But we've held up pretty well in the overall market. S&P futures, uh, we're going to a jobs number here. Uh, yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah, in a couple of minutes. Or is it, Spencer? Predict. Is it going to be a big or is it going to be crickets? If the just doesn't I, care I, about I think it's important. I think it, there's a chance this could be the last real bit of good news on the economic front for a while. Uh, and it's, it's expected to be uh, – here, I'll, just, I'll give you the numbers. Non-farm payrolls are looking for 175000 225000 was the previous figure. Unemployment, 3.5%. Uh, so, uh, you know, those numbers seem attainable. And I feel like if we, if we, even if we blow them away, it wouldn't, it wouldn't say a lot because, you know, these don't account for uh, the last few weeks or so. But I think it's significant only because it really, this could be the last good news we, we get for a while on the economy. And, and, you know, you have James Butler saying this morning that he's not seeing businesses laying off employees, which you want to hear, of course. That's a good thing. Uh, but Plus this airlines. My sarcastic remark is they're just fire, uh, firing them. They're not. They're not letting them off. They're just well, okay. letting them go. Well, but, we're uh, still oh, early from an economic perspective. Yeah. Like you're not seeing, yes. you know, any immediate. Like people think this is gonna. Okay, if you're running a restaurant right now, while well, we're down right now, we'll come back next week. I don't think it's come back. I think it's just a. It's just gonna be the entire court. You know, probably into the second quarter substantially before we're kind of getting out of the woods on this in either direction. The warm weather should hopefully help. I mean, we're hoping. That helps, even though obviously we're seeing cases in the Caribbean now, but maybe that's people that got, flew down there and got there. But, you know, it, we are seeing a little bit of spread in warmer climates. But again, you know, maybe the warmer weather starts to help us with this too. Two months. But we had two months of like still pretty scary. All right, Dennis, 8.28.45 seconds, folks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to trade this number. I'm going to let you guys do some ticker talk here for a few minutes. Uh, Sean's going to be coming on at 8.35. Yes. Whatever you want to talk about. I'm going to go trade this jobs number and see what happens. Go wide, baby. Go wide. Go wide. Go wide. The <laughs> HFTs are going wide. You go, you go just inside them. All right. So I'll, re idea. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll repeat the numbers here. Uh, Non-farm payrolls, the estimate is 175,000. Private payrolls, the estimate is 150,000. 
55,000 unemployment rate estimate, 3.6%. Wage growth uh, or average hourly earnings staying constant at 0.3%. So spell rally. 175,000 and 3.6%. Those are our, those are our big numbers this. here that we're looking for as we are within a minute of the – I bet you we so, go up and down on this number. Okay. <laughs> I'm 100% sure. Great. Uh, up or down or up <laughs> and down? Both. Okay. 29.15 is win. your pre-market low. We're 15 seconds away from the jobs number. Uh, interest rates, we know where interest rates are. They're not going up anytime soon. Uh, let's see. If we get a super pop here, a super pop. Uh, well, first of all, your close on Monday was 29.42. Let's see if we can sniff that. And then, whew, you know, old support, new resistance, uh, 29.76. Whoa, big beat on the job big, number. 273,000 non-farm payroll added last month. Unemployment, 3.5%. Uh, so a big beat on that non-farm. Keep going, baby. Yeah, 273,000. Excuse me. Uh, non-farm payrolls versus 175,000 estimates. So a huge beat on the number. Unemployment rate is at 3.5%, if, if I got that right. Yeah, 3.5%. And so, wow, big beat. Big beat. Uh, let's see here. I'll drill down here. Still looking on my 15-minute uh, chart here because we just started. That was started quite a spike getting, we got there. We did get a spike. Holy moly. Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. You know, overall perspective, the way we're down is not that big yet. But uh, I think he was being sarcastic. Yeah. Well, I, I just saw the wick on my – Yeah, uh, he saw it. <laughs> that is, you're not back, are you? That, that, that wick is not real. <laughs> we we didn't even move. We uh, literally did not even move. For, for what this environment, we moved four points. Yeah, which is we're a, still trying to digest it here. We're still moving a little bit, but that was crickets of all crickets right there. For for you know as much volatility as we've had, they don't care about the jobs number right now. That this this market is being driven right now by COVID. And they're saying we don't care about a backward-looking jobs number because yeah. that's not nothing. That means nothing. that's nothing of what's going coming. So unbelievably, no movement at all. I was hoping for a pop. I wanted to sell the pop. I was ready to sell the pop. Didn't get it. I mean, we're up four points. So I guess you could say we popped a little bit. Be, but yeah. when, when you're talking, you're down ninety points. You're probably five. <laughs> Two hundred. Sounds <laughs> yeah, like a waste yeah, of time. Yeah can't even sometimes get my stop in before I'm down four points in some of these trades. So, uh, boom, boom, boom. 29.33 has been the high so far of the rebound. So, let's keep an eye on the high of the rebound. Um, also, you know, I, I mean, how great would it be if the market could – let's see. What was Monday's close? Monday's close was 29.51. 29.51. Oh, no, that was Friday's close. The Monday's close was 30.65. We're nowhere near Monday's close. <laughs> Forget about that. 30.65. Uh, tw I was referring to Friday's close. Friday's crickets, close. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. 29.51. I'm sorry, Triple D. I'm hoping it was going to be a little bit of I know. I wanted some action. I thought I was going to get some action there. Yeah. there's hoping for action. There's too many people. Just there's enough action anyways. It's all, it's all good. We got enough action. We don't need more action right now. The VIX is at 47. <laughs> yeah, what we, we have action. We are long action. 
Yeah, this is this is pretty much um old information. I tell you right now, the next jobs number will be the one that uh, many people will be the, looking for. The next to. several, the next three or four jobs numbers could be. Yeah, really, I mean that's really another important. thing too, and we talked about that with uh, Mark, and we talked about that with some other people. You know, like like what is like Q two? I mean, Q two is toast, right? Q three. I, I would think so. Is in, still in the you know in the toaster is not burnt yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Q four, we re, we're cooking. We might be through it. We might be getting. Yeah, through we're, we're it by cooking that. on like really you know Santa Claus rally or something. You know maybe we we turn the temperature real down. Maybe put it like crock pot and just cook real slowly and see what happens. Q four, we are rallying. There's no doubt we're rallying here, Dennis. It's we're a up five. Methodical rally. So. Uh, we are so it's eight thirty three. If you look at that tick chart on CNBC right now, it looks like we ripped higher. But then you look at the the, uh, <laughs> the numbers on the side. This is why you don't use tick charts. I can tell you one thing. Don't use it. This oh, is my technical analysis. It might page six. My technical analysis book is going to say don't use tick charts. You want to hear a big mistake I made yesterday? What'd you do? I was like, I try not to look at anything less than a fifteen minute. You know, during the day. Yeah. And I was in a position like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the five minute. Okay. I, I, and I based something, a decision on the five minute chart. And it was like the stupidest move ever. <laughs> like, it was like, why did I do that? Like, why, if anything, man, widen out your time frames. Dennis, you talk about this a lot of time on the show. The longer you go out, well, yeah, the more chance you have to be wrong, but the more chance you have to be right. So, man, that. You know, and I, I just knew it. I, I'm actually going to call TradeStation and have them disable all time frames on my charts, anything less than 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, it really it was ridiculous. But where's Sean? Is Sean Bring Sean in. Sean. We need or, some positivity. And Sean, Sean I heard, is bullish. Action. I heard yep. Sean's bullish. So we need a bull. We need Because a we got a lot of bears, at least one big bear here. Oh, that's Sean. Testing. Testing. Yep. There he is. There Good morning, Benzie. Look at the positivity. Oh, yeah. We need the positivity yeah. right now. You Bring, know what I'm going to say? Rallying. The market is rallying three it's points. Just just coming on out the show. The show. You, you know what I'm going to say? I'm sick of all this Namby, Pamby, whiny, crying. I can't go to Costco and find no toilet paper. <laughs> uh, cool. I, you know, all the, and this is not a racist comment. All the Asian people are taking all the bottled water before I can get it. By the way, I witnessed that firsthand the other day. I literally tapped the guy on the shoulder and I said, Hey, uh, so everybody knows I live in Scottsdale, right? So uh, it, you pretty much can't exist here. Oh, sorry, the picture wasn't coming. You pretty much can't exist here without water filtration systems because the tap water just doesn't taste very good, right? It's like desert tap water. And I tapped on the shell. I'm like, hey, just out of curiosity, why, why do you have that? Why do you have four cases of water? And he kind of said some weird incoherent thing that nothing really made sense. I'm like, well, don't you have a water filtration system? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, well, do you think coronavirus is going to come through the water filtration system? And he didn't really have an answer. And then I said, do you think tap, or do you think the bottled water is any safer than a filtered water? Anyway, the bottom line, if you keep your head while everybody else is losing theirs, you can make a ton of money. Uh, you know, and by the way, Dennis, I am a little bit bullish, but like I, I, I wouldn't buy an air. Bullish. Hold on. I wouldn't buy an airline stock. I wouldn't buy a cruise oh, ship no, stock. no. I wouldn't buy a restaurant stock. In fact, the thing I regret most this week, or really, it really mid last week, 
by the time I decided to short Chipotle, it was already down 80 bucks that day or something like that. Um, still might've worked, might've caught 30 points in it, but yeah, no, I mean, I was buying last Thursday and Friday, a little bit, maybe the day before. Um, I haven't really bought a whole lot last week. My, my, my note to my subs yesterday, the main thrust was, you know, instead of buying a lot more stuff, I'd rather just kind of keep what I have. Uh, I just heard the tail end of what you guys were saying. Joel was saying something about a five minute chart. And I agree. Like, so in other words, I might take an entry, by the way, five minute charts, that's the shortest time frame I'll use. I agree that I tend to like 15 minute charts and longer. I, in fact, I like the 30 minute myself. That's my, my favorite short term charting setup is 30 minute personally. But anyway, so, so, so I took some entries and things and now I'm like, look, the, if I can just hang on to what I bought until we get the, the you know, the turn that sticks. Um, I mean, you know, I could go from being up five, seven percent, which by the way, still in most of my longs, I'm up anywhere from five to 10 percent, a couple I'm down on, uh, the new ones. And then the, the bottom line is, but if I can, if I can wait till the rally sticks, there's things that are going to pop 20 percent. So, and they might pop 20 percent in two days. So anyway, that's kind of how I'm looking. I'm not looking, I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm going to buy a lot of stuff today. I'm not kind of thinking I'm going to hang on to the inventory I acquired, you know, in the prior week. That's kind of my short and skinny on kind of my, my market view. You're long right now. You're playing it from the long side. Like what, if you had to call the markets from here, where do you think we are a month from now? Boy, a month from, a month from now, I, two, I'd be pretty. Two weeks from now. <laughs> yes, I two one to two weeks is tougher. A month from now, I'd probably say, I, I man, I, I'd probably put like eighty percent odds that that we we could be notably higher. Um, I hope you're a right. week. A week, I, it's hard because here's the thing. I, I I'll, I'll be a hundred percent frank. I was more bullish last Friday than this Friday. In fact, I tweeted on public Twitter that I said something like, "I wouldn't be surprised if if, if the market closed green today." And the morning looked about like this morning did. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think NASDAQ closed up a point last Friday. So it was a huge turn. I'm not, I'm not necessarily feeling that way today. But at the same time, I'm just sort of like, I, you know, if, if I could take, all, like, take it all and boil it down into one thing, what is the selling because of? Is it because of Corona or is it because of we're winding, we're, we're popping a bubble? So my personal oh, view, and you guys oh. know this, yeah, is that the reason I had so much cash up, up till three, four weeks ago is because we're in a bubble market. So, uh, and by the way, I'm going to say, I think we're still in a bubble market, um, but, but we're in a bubble market. Things were excessively, crazily valued. You had space, you had Tesla. Uh, there was a bunch of weird stocks going up a lot. But, but it was more, again, the stuff I've harped on, Cloud Bubble, Microsoft, you know, Apple at 3.30, whatever the high was. And people were still buying that stuff. Literally three weeks ago, people were still buying that stuff. Two weeks and Two weeks. Yeah, and, and, and patting themselves on the back for buying stuff at highs. So I kind of think this is more the come to Jesus of all the momentum chasers literally being stopped and then stopped and then stopped and margin called and margin called and margin called again. So, you know, there you I go. I mean, I agree with your analysis here. I think it was COVID that popped the bubble. 
So sure. You know, any any excuse, Dennis. Yeah. Any excuse would have been enough. Anyway, go on with what you're saying. But the COVID is a serious excuse. I mean, you can't get a better excuse than people now worried about leaving their homes. Are you are you scared to go outside? You got a mask? Are you what What are you doing there? Sean? No way in hell, man. First of all, would you the, fly the, on a plane right now? Yeah, I would. I just yep. did a week and a half ago. I wish I didn't, uh, though. <laughs> here's one again. I don't think I would take a cruise, right? Like, yeah. I, like what's I the best? Is, right is Viking the best? Like, what's the the super high end cruise line? That's probably that'd probably be the one. So if if if, if they called me or sent me an email and said, "Hey, a seventy five hundred dollar cruise, you can take it in two weeks for fifteen hundred dollars," I might get on that cruise ship, but I'm a value buyer, <laughs> so like. <laughs> It, the, the price would have to be exceptionally good for me to get on a cruise, a cruise ship. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd have an issue with, uh, with like, here, here's the thing. Now I'm not making fun of anybody who said, who makes fun of the other people who say this is just a flu. But in my view is this is way more like a flu than Ebola. That's for damn sure. I well, also it think is, it's transmitting like a flu. It's, it, it's well, a, it is a, it is a flu. The, it's just the, a very deadly flu. And well, we'll see. I mean, the mortality rate, I think, is massively overstated. I think anything, anybody that's putting a two to 3% mortality rate on this is massively overstating the mortality rate. I, 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 I'm putting a two to 3% mortality rate yeah. on it. And I'm okay, just so, taking it from who? World Health Organization, I think, is a lot smarter than I am. And they're saying it's 3.4, they said yesterday. So mm, I'm not a doctor. But I'm going to say the World Health Organization probably knows a little bit about what they're talking about. So yeah, but wrong. there's only the only area I'm seeing three three percent is uh, is China and Korea is like 0.4 to 0.6. So Korea, I, I, I yeah, but you got to stop for a second. What Korea's done there in South Korea, they've done a massive great job at first of all getting this thing contained testing everyone very quickly i mean this is the, the where we've dropped the ball in the u.s we just had a, i had a huge rant on this about 20 minutes ago because we're not testing anyone i mean so if you're testing everyone and catching on day one there's a lot better chance of survival than catching somebody on day 10 okay. so well so I mean, so we may not we may not agree on on this fact but here's the one thing i would say how many hundreds of thousands of people have coronavirus that are not even sick enough to go to the hospital possible yes we hope that's, that, that, that's not possible. That that's a, I mean, it could be a million people. So here's the, here's the problem. You're, you're taking a mortality rate from only the absolute severest cases that have to go get tested. So that's the, that's why the mortality rate is massively overstated. I'm I not mean, saying you're, you're, you're reading statistics here is, that are and, published and, incorrectly. And here is the other side. And I, yeah. I have heard that argument. I agree with that argument as well, but you got to take the other side is that, people aren't dying on the first day they're diagnosed either. So the way that they've been calculating is they take the current deaths divided by the cases. But I agree you with almost that. Should go Death back rates to like, will rise, yes, over so time. You, you almost should go back to like, what were the cases 15 days ago and divide it by that? Because people aren't dying on day one they're diagnosed. They're dying probably on day 15 or day 20 that they're yeah. diagnosed. We'll, we'll, so we'll that see. works put, the put, other way. So I, 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 nobody knows. Sean, the bottom line no, is nobody really knows where yes. the fatality rate is going to come in. It's probably going to be substantially higher than the seasonal flu at 0.1%. I think we can probably safely say I, that. I would, to would totally agree with that. Yep. So probably if you throw in it between 1% and 3%, it's probably a ballpark estimate of 1% and 3%. So if you go there and you take, let's say we're ballparking it, and, and this matters. I mean, people say, what's the, what's the matter? It matters because it matters how many people are going to die. So you take 1% to 3% and you say if half the population in the U.S. gets it at 350 million, that's 180 million. 1% would be 
on, on 180, 18 million, is that 18 million deaths or I'm doing that wrong? No, 1.8 million deaths. And on the upper end, you get to five to six, seven million deaths. Sounds ugly when you start saying, you know, one to three or one to five million people in the US could die from this. That sounds a little bit scary. And I think that's why the market is so weak. I would agree, but, but I now see like that personal, I mean, we'll just have to see. I think that stat would be just so exorbitantly high, but, but, you know, we'll see, like say, I, the, I hope it's see, not, I hope, I hope like I'm wrong and I hope it is. But see here, by the way, this is a great example of why people get in trouble because two, two pretty smart people can't agree on a stat, right? Yeah, we can't agree on. So therefore, again, that, you know, this is just a logic statement. If you have, if you have two reasonably, de, you know, reasonable people who think rationally, pretty much a hundred percent of the time, and yet they can't. Agree, <laughs> we'll they pat can't. ourselves in the back. Let's, not, let's not get overboard here. Well, but but I'm just saying, you know, it, but they can't agree on something. What happens? That 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 is the environment for the uncertainty that we're seeing. So I think I think there you go. The fact that you and I can't agree on a mortality rate on this thing, and again. I, th- I think that one to three percent is like just massively, massively overstating it. But you think it's the, less than one percent? Yeah, I think when it all comes down, it'll probably right. be two to three times worse than the flu. That, that's my best I guess. I hope that's the case. I really hope you're right. But we'll see. So, so really here's right. the question. What is the best way to judge? So, so let, let, let's just do, let, let's see what, what things we can agree on. Do, do we agree okay. that, that maybe cruise, cruise lines and airline stocks might, might not be bottomed yet? I, I don't want to touch them. Yeah. I've been saying on this show for a month. Because one, even if you stop the coronavirus now, Think about the class action suits that are coming at Carnival. People died on this ship for the way that they handled it. I mean, they kept the people on the ship. And it was, you know, like if you think about it from that perspective, I got to think there's going to be some major class action suits coming at Carnival. What does that mean? I mean, it, it's a scary thought. I mean, I don't know, like, but how do you value a life? Yeah, that, that's, that, that's going to be a tough thing. I mean, there, there's just lots of weird, I mean, these kind of things are weird. I, I'm still going to go back and kind of, kind of our intro, though, and say, if, if the, I don't think the magnitude of the selling has much to do with the coronavirus. I think the magnitude of the selling has the fact to do with, or has to do with the fact that markets were excessively to extremely to bubbly over, overvalued, especially in a small sub, subset of names. Again, uh, let's call it Fang Plus. And so here, here if, if you want a bear case, here's the bear case. The, the, the stocks that are the most loved and the most expensive have probably gone down less. Um, they've gone down more than the indices, but they've probably gone down less than cheap stocks have. So, you know, my, what I've always kind of, one of the triggers I've always watched for is when do they finally shoot the generals? right? When do they finally shoot the generals? When, when do the formerly favored stocks go from leading to underperforming? Um, like that's something I'm looking for. We haven't, we haven't seen that yet. We have seen pockets of days where a lot of stocks have outperformed the S&P. Like I have, I have a, you know, I have a couple different working lists. One of my working lists around 180 names. Last Thursday was a really interesting day because the indices were down big. I want to say the S&P was down two and a half to three percent. And literally 80% of that list was outperforming the S&P. doesn't mean it was green, but it means 80% of the list was down less than the S&P. So these are things I'm looking for. Like, when does the average stock hold better than the expensive stocks? When does, does sentiment basically read? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. We had a NIMO reading. Pretty sure it was a record high. Minus 157 intraday last Friday. 
we're not even close. We're, we're like minus 85 right now, you know? So does sentiment have to retest explosively high or I guess explosively low numbers? So anyway, these are the kind of signs I'm, I'm kind of looking for. Right now, my, my kind of my overall assessment on sentiment versus price versus sort of anxiety level in the markets are that we have a positive divergence. So the question is, does the positive divergence hold? Um, you know, the sentiment figures aren't nearly as low as they were. By the way, the fear greed index, uh, you could pull it up. That's a CNN fear greed. That's finally under 10. Took a while to get there. Uh, I think that was 50 two weeks ago. Um, so that's a good measure. They, 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 they kind of do a commingled sentiment measure. But anyway, um, you know, that, that's the stuff I'm looking for. You know, does the positive divergence hold? Do sentiment readings hold? Does the average stock finally get to a point? you know, where it kind of exhausts itself? Or, or do we just get to a point where we have he bad, really bad Corona headlines and markets aren't down? Um, yeah, that would be a good sign. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they seem to be dominating now. What, uh, like where, I mean, you and I have been going back and forth since last Sunday. And uh, Sean, Sean was downright bullish on Sunday and he had some good opportunities on, on Monday to do it. And then we kind of got back and forth with our levels during our, you know, during the week. And, uh, you know, what do you, I, I hate to narrow, you know, put you on a short term focus here. Cause I know you long term perspective, but just from today's session, I mean, what would like, you know, here we are 75 points away from Friday's low. I mean, do you think that if we take out Friday's low and we close below Friday's low, that you could come on this show on Monday and be as positive? Uh, well, I don't know if I'd be as positive. I might be more. You know, again, I, ha it, it ha I have to see what, like, if, if we're below Friday's low and Apple and Facebook and the cloud stocks are finally having the capitulative move lower, uh, that would actually make me more bullish. If we break the Friday low and and kind of the loved stocks are stubbornly outperforming, um, then yeah, I, I I I say we go. You know, we're probably going lower. Um, I think the the biggest thing is you know when do you get aggressive? You know, I mean that that that's the key. And, and I don't I'm, I don't think you I think you're so far from being able to get aggressive. No, that that's yeah. what I was just gonna say. I think I think I think you still have to be. You know, you still have to be. You know, have have some ammo. Um, I mean, hey, what the the first thing I'll do is is if the bulk of my trades, you know, it's kind of a like like I posted this same thing I think two three days ago. You know, I'm trying to let the trades I put on work. But, you know, you can put a stop at cost on stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, you know, the first thing I would do if I, I, I guess if I get a little, if I just think, okay, that we've opened the door to S&P you know, 2550 instead of 2750, right? Um, then I might just stop at cost and just kind of raise some cash again and kind of wait for the next flush. But I, I am being pretty opportunistic about trying to kind of catch these, these chart turns off lows. And by the way, I'll be, I'll be hawking the 15 and 30 minute charts today just to see like, Hey, is there something out there that's holding, you know, another thing I like to say right now, if a chip stock loses a sale this quarter, it's very, very likely that that chip stock is going to get that sale back next quarter. If not next quarter, it'd be two quarters from now. The problem is if a restaurant 
or an airline or a cruise ship loses a sale this quarter, it might, I mean, some percent of those will be rebooked in the future, but I don't think a ton will. So, and, and, and in fact, a restaurant, any meal that's not eaten today, because people are afraid to go eat in a public place, is a meal they're never going get, to get to resell again in the future. So, I th- so that, that's kind of where more I So instead of being kind of bullish bearish, I'm always kind of tactical and thinking about, well, hey, even if I'm getting more cautious, where, where could I put longs? By the way, one of my longs, which I sold, I sold a chunk of it too soon, but I still have some, is Vert, V-I-R-T. Look at that, baby. I mean, you know. Again, that was a pretty easy call. I was buying vert as I was raising cash. I was buying vert and saying, "Look, if there's anybody that's going to benefit from, oh yeah, for sure, you know, hyperactive trading and and, and shaky markets, uh, vert." And then that's again, I, I sold. I was up like twenty five percent. I think I took about three quarters of it off. I sold it too off. soon too. I, I sold, sold it I sold too some soon. yesterday. Yeah, two days ago, twenty one ninety. I sold half my position. I still have half of it. Sold half at twenty one ninety. Sold. Way well, you're soon. doing better than me because I sold three quarters. <laughs> But uh, and then the other one I was talking about was I've got this TDOC and the only thing this is a pure coronavirus. Oh, is that play. the teledoc thing? Yeah, because doctor, I'm go to the doctor's office. I'm just playing the, and obviously evaluation makes no sense whatsoever. But just playing it from the fear perspective, <laughs> sure. fear trade. But Sean, give, give oh, us go ahead. Uh, give us one more pick. Uh, you know that you're hot. God, I mean, there's so here's the other thing. Like the the more we go down, the more things enter buy zones for me. But I mean, a name, a name I've talked about plenty of times would, would you know, would be something like, uh, you know, like IIVI. Um, and they're, they're, you know, they're well above their lows. I think, I think they, they kind of flashed down. I think, I think they hit their low like last Wednesday, by the way, 27, 28 bucks, something like that. Um, I mean, you know, that, that's, like I said, that's something I'm just not too worried about. Doesn't mean it can't go back to 28 bucks or whatever, but, but uh, you know, here's, here's one. Now, I, don't, I, I need to look at it because I need to see where it was trading, excuse me, pre-deal. But I just noticed Cypress Semiconductor was down eight bucks yesterday. So, so they pulled the deal. They pulled yeah, Cepheus uh, or something, they're, they're, they're questioning whether the deal is going to go through. Well, I, you know, I, I remember that deal and I didn't think 23 was too low, but I was kind of like, why would Cypress sell now? Like it was like, you know, remember I had that big Acacia position and I'm, I'm, I'm still frankly pissed that Cisco Systems bought Acacia for the 70 bucks. Acacia, Acacia, I don't know if it'd be a hundred bucks today, but two weeks ago before the market went down, Acacia, I think would have been a hundred dollar stock. So, so, but when, when, when Cypress sold, I was like, why are these guys selling? They're, you know, they're arguably going into one of the better cycles they could have in quite some time. So that's something I'm going to look at today. Um, I think it was about 14, 15 before, before the merger agreement. So I'm kind of looking, oh, here, here's, here's one more bonus. Uh, something like an on semiconductor. This, this is probably like a boring kind of safe semi again, momentum guys were thinking it was the greatest thing in the world at 25. I wouldn't touch it there. Um, but I made a trade on this around 1950, sold it for 21 and change. And it's, it's, it's well below that now. So, so I kind of think, you know, anything below 19 is a pretty good buy and, you know, 1650 to 17 is really attractive. And if it, if, you know, so like, this is something like, I'm going to look at this and I, I'm, I'm not going to buy it and put a stop on it. I'm going to buy it and say, what are three levels that I could add into lower? Right. 
because that, that's how I basically kind of manage through these things. So, hey, here's the deal. If I hadn't been preaching raise cash, raise cash, raise cash, and hold cash to well higher than normal levels for the last three months, I'd probably have a different perspective. I'd probably, I'd probably be shaky and worried and worried about my account and, you know, uh, all these kind of things. But, but I, you know, fortunately, I have the luxury to have positioned, not perfectly, I mean, hey, theoretically, I could have sold more. Could have sold 100% of everything. That's not really something I do. So, but you know, if if you go into these periods fairly well prepared, it's a lot easier to deal with the consequences coming out the other side. So, at the end of the day, I'm still looking to put cash to work. Okay. So, That's yeah. what I want to hear from you, Sean. Yep. Good, 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 yeah. good, good. I'm glad, glad Sean, to have you. Yeah, Sean Edal is the CIO of Quantum Trading Strategies. Sean, as always, thanks for the time. Thank you. And, De and Dennis and I, in six months, we will revisit the mortality rate on Corona. By the way, hey, what, do you ever get down to Arizona? I want to bet a golf round on this. I hope you're right. I don't want to bet on the mortality rate. I just think it's a lot higher than this. Oh, wait. That would be kind I'm of morbid. One to three. Well, wait. Come I'm saying one to three. I'm coming higher one, hoping lower than three. I'm on the side of the good, man. I'm, I'm going for low. You're, you're going for this high mortality rate. So. I'm not hoping for that. I'm just reading no, the tea no, leaves no. and saying, who yeah. says 3.4? I'm going, I think they're smarter than me, so that's why. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical that it's under one. Sean, I need, I need a stroke a hole, uh, except for Pisces. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. Let, let, let's get her done. Let's get her done. I can hit the ball three and a quarter. <laughs> hey, let's get her done. All right. All right. Have a good one, Sean. Thanks, guys. I don't know all where right. it goes when I hit it. It goes three and a quarter that way or 270 that way. That's or, the problem. I'm always in the fairway. The problem is, is when I'm on seven, I'm in the eight fairway. And when I'm on eight, <laughs> I'm in the nine fairway. Yeah, you're, uh, I'm a terrible golfer as well. Uh, all right, we, we haven't talked Costco today, I don't think. Yeah, and, let's talk Costco. And the earnings. Right, they had the earnings uh, after the bell yesterday. Perhaps more important is what the is what they said on the call, just in terms of traffic. The CFO said it's been a, cr a pretty crazy time in terms of traffic there. They gave some estimates on that, but their earnings and their sales beat for the prior quarter, uh, and they just they, they see a, a traffic and a sales bump because of the virus. I mean, none of that is surprising. So obviously we see these stores and they're going to get the, the bump. So again, it's down four bucks. Is this going to be viewed as the potential uh, coronavirus play? Maybe. I wouldn't short it for that reason. I, I don't know if I'm going long. Like the Teladoc setup yesterday was so nice. That's why I went long that one. Um, but, you know, when you're playing off earnings, in the case of Zoom and Costco, yeah. it's always unpredictability oh. off an earnings oh. report. So I, I would say I'd be more inclined to buy the pullback than sell it, but I'm probably not playing it because it could be, you know, these earnings reports can get wild. Um, well, we, we did talk a little, we gave a little rant about how uh, technical analysis does some work. Well, it worked yesterday in Costco. <laughs> uh, Great to that high. And you know what? <laughs> technical analysis, we're not saying it doesn't work. Right. We're just it's saying it's one as, tool in the toolbox. I, I, I it works nice for the levels. Like that's what I do too. When I'm in a stock for a fundamental reason, I look, okay, well, what's the next level? What can it get to? Just like Teladoc, I was saying, I think it's got the potential to test that high at 148. Am I going to lighten up there? Maybe. Um, you know, if it takes it out, maybe it's a different case. So, so technicals can still be used. Just don't totally fully rely on just them in your you know, experience here. Because if you're just reading technicals and not reading headlines, I mean, you could get hit really hard uh, in the case, you know, that they were saying it's been, how many people on CBC have popped on CBC in the last week or, or two weeks, or especially in the last week, every money manager comes on and says, oh, it's a great buying opportunity because they're all biased. They're all long only. And they, they've, they've got an obligation to calm their investors and 
to talk bullish. But you know, it, when you talk about technical analysis, there's been a lot of people who have been using charts and saying, oh, these charts are setting up well, I think the low is in. But then if you look and you're just saying, well, think about you know, where we're going and use some logic here. There's probably some more fear to come. Once they start testing, there's gonna be more cases. How is the market going to respond to that? That's why you know, I'm able to position myself um, more to the short side of my trading because I'm reading not only the charts, but I'm also reading the, the potential of the headlines and the logic behind it. Logic can work in these markets. All right. Uh, as we wrap things up, first, I want to I want to thank everybody um, in the YouTube chat and the pre-market prep chat for your contributions. This has been a long week and uh, it's been a long two weeks. And I was in a lot of Dennis last Friday, man. These guys were about ready to like send me like a Christmas present or something early because I was pretty down. Dennis, thanks for coming back. Thanks for giving. Thanks your, for coming back. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for surviving the plane. Yeah, your perspective on the markets. I didn't think I could take any more face timing with you from Jamaica. Uh, but uh, let's close above 29.51, folks. I mean, that's my bogey. I can give you a lot of numbers and a lot of things. That was Friday's close. We rallied, what, 150, 160 points off that. Let's close above there today. I think that would be a uh, positive sign for the markets. And then, boom. Yeah. If we take out those lows. Friday's low. Katie bar the door. We're gonna test. I think we're gonna test it today. Do you think there's a possibility? Not not for sure, but there's a distinct possibility this could get tested today. I mean, yes, we're still eight eighty handles away from it, but the way this market moves, don't kid yourself. There's an outside chance that could get tested today, and it would be critical for that to hold. I don't think. I think it's gonna be a lot of people nervous holding into the weekend. Sure. So sure. it's hard to say, it, you know, there could be some people short this market, but I don't think there's a lot. I think there's more people who are like maybe going to be nervous about the news flow through the weekend. So it's kind of predictable that I don't think we rally it back to, not that it's fully predictable. This market is unpredictable, if anything. I mean, the Fed could come out and, you know, lower rates here again, just out of the blue. There's I a hope lot of things that, that could happen. A vaccine. There's a lot of things that could potentially happen. But if you just take it and just use the logic here, I think people are probably going to be nervous to hold in the weekend, which is why I don't think we're going to close green today. I, I don't like, I don't think we're coming back. Like, I don't think this is going to be buy it right now. We're going to just rip it rally higher. I, you know, maybe on Monday, so. but if there's the news flow isn't bad, but there's too much potential for bad news flow over the weekend. I think people are going to be nervous holding into the weekend. I think that there's also people out there that said, you know what, I'm just, you know, that want to buy and just like, you know what, I'm just going to let this week feather out. You know? Oh, they're doing that now. Yep, yeah. yep. And, okay, here we are. And I wonder where we were trading at when the we finished the show last Friday. So I'm hoping there's uh, some underneath demand here. But uh, the, the, uh, the CME FedWatch tool, which is based on the Fed Funds futures, has, has a 65% chance of a three-quarter point rate cut in March. Three-quarter? Yeah, yeah. You Where heard, does that take us to? You heard me right. Zero. That takes us to, tw to a quarter to, to 25 to 50%. Uh, uh, 0. 0.25 to 0.5%. Are they going negative? Are that, we going to negative that, rates? That would take us. I, I saw someone tweet out, negative rates, that means you can buy a house and then sit in the house and get paid to be in the house. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up here. Housing bubble. Yeah, oh, we should hope. We that. don't need no more bubbles. No, uh, no more bubbles. so no thank, more bubbles. like Joel said, thanks to everyone in our, in our chats. Both of them, it's been a very, very interesting few weeks here. 
Uh, thanks to our guest, Sean Udall. You can always replay our show on YouTube or catch the podcast version on whatever podcast platform you prefer. You can always email us as well, premarketatbenzinga.com. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 734-494-0246. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great day. Have a great weekend. Don't forget about the daylight savings and we'll be back with you on Monday. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.